Christian Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Trish McGregor and Rob McGregor and our tech magician, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com, which takes you to blog.synchrosecrets.com, where we make regular posts and you can find out about our books that are all available on Amazon. Our most recent nonfiction book is Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities. In the world of fiction, Trish's latest novel is Skin Shifters and Rob's latest novel is called Tulpas. Okay, our guest today is Kathy Herman, a former ER nurse and a psychic who works in Casadega, Florida, a spiritualist community. We've known Kathy for a number of years now, and um, when you have a reading with Kathy, you give her an object in your possession, such as a ring, a watch, or a cell phone, which she holds in her hand uh, during the reading and can somehow pick up information from the client. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah. Okay. We got a lot of questions for you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Your earliest psychic experience. Okay. When did you know that you sensed things differently from other people? Well, part of it for me was um, it's also like a cultural thing because we're, we are Hungarian. And my mother, I was raised, you know, we were Catholic also, but we were also raised where she did um, tarot card readings. So I kind of was around that my whole life. And also my mother had this property in Casadega just about my whole life. So I kind of grew up with it. But I want to say it really came to me more uh, right after my father passed away because I remember having to go to the funeral home for something. I think I had to deliver shoes or something. And I must have been maybe 15 years old. And I remember coming back from the funeral home and I saw my father clear as day in the back seat and he was a younger version, but I saw him sitting in the back seat. Oh, so did did you tell anybody that you saw him? I told my mother that as soon as I, as soon as I got back home, I told her. Yeah. And she she told, you know, she told me, she said, your father, you know, he crossed, he crossed over and he's looking out over you and. Hmm. Yeah. So did your, uh, I'm curious about why your mother bought that house. Did she do readings in that house as well? Yeah, she did them. Well, she was very um, comfortable with the readings. She did readings off and on, but it was more her and my stepfather got it more for like a retirement because they just, they were downsizing, you know, they were very into the spiritual community and things. And they also thought, they would enjoy being here in their in their later years, so that's why hmm. she got it. That's pretty hmm. cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's right across the street from the Casadega Hotel. It's just it's great. Yeah. So how did you yeah, end up? Yeah. 
How did you end up using uh, psychometry in your personal readings? Do you think the objects you hold actually are mediums for transferring information, or are they like props for you that help you focus? I think it's more because you pick up the person's energy. And before, now we hold, I hold cell phones a lot because yeah. cell phones <laughs> are pretty personal to people a lot. You know, their whole life is in their phone now. Uh-huh. Before, it used to be like car keys or a piece of jewelry because car keys, everybody loves their car. It's very personal to you. Mm-hmm. So I would hold on to car keys or a piece of jewelry that was very, you know, sentimental or personal to them. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I think one of the first times you read from Megan, she came running out. And she goes, "She read my cell phone." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because everybody's got their pictures in there. You know, like right. their whole life is in there. Exactly right. So, Kathy, when uh, people arrive in the spiritualist community of Casadega, they see two things. First, they they come in and they see this old Mediterranean hotel built in the 1920s, the Casadega Hotel. And then directly across from it is your two-story house with your signs advertising your services. Uh, Yet you're not a member of the spiritualist community. Um, Did you ever want to be a member? uh, Did you apply? uh, How how did Um, that Never really, never really wanted to be a member because back in the day, probably back in the late 70s, 70s and early 80s, the Casadega community, they called that the, the camp, the Casadega camp, right, the yeah. building next to the hotel with, that owns the houses behind there. Yeah. And that, that was reserved for people that are actually spiritualists, that belong to the spiritualist religion. Right. So yeah. you had to go through like a whole process where you, they bought the house there, and then they went through like a vetting process through people that were on their board. But you had to be an actual spiritualist, and we were raised Catholic, okay. so we, you know, because in Europe things are different, and in other parts of the world, there people you can still, you know, do mediumship and do spiritual work, but you don't necessarily have to be a spiritualist. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot why, of you know, yeah. <laughs> there there was, and back there, too, it, it, it used to be like, you know, they would tell people only the, the spiritualists were the true mediums, don't right. come across the street, don't go to the hotel. It was kind of like a political thing, and I never really wanted to be involved in that. Right, and they also, I think, uh, have had, I don't know if it's still true, but they had uh, regulations about readers not using tarot cards or any kind of... Yes, it. yes, they have. Yes, and which days you could read, and how many hours you could read, oh, and God. they had all this kind of stuff, you know, regulations. But I think a lot of their regulations that they did back then was to benefit them, uh-huh. you know, to benefit them financially in a way. But so I think they they yeah. just put too many restrictions on on the people instead of letting somebody use your talents and, you know, go forward right. with it. Yeah. And I, I think it was also a response to what was going on there in the 1920s during the height of the spiritual movement where they had seances and they had uh, trump- trumpets uh, that were uh, and th- uh, things that were apparently, you know, uh, faked. Uh, and so they really clamped down and changed the, the policy because that was, that was really, uh, you know, the, the spiritualist uh, movement was very strong then, but then there, 
There were a lot of fakes. Yeah, there were a lot of <laughs> fakes, and people turned against it, too. I think that's part of it. They turned against it, and then in Florida, too, you know, we have – we have the population here is very, very fluid. So a lot of the people came here also from the islands, the Caribbean and the islands. Mm -hmm. And right. with that, a lot of those people are practicing um, Santeria, mm -hmm. which right. is the old island black magic stuff. Yeah. 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 That's so still they popular. Kind of, it's very popular down in Miami and Fort yeah. Lauderdale. And, you know, to this day, the other day I read for some girl that said, her son's parents still kill animals in the yard for Santeria, which is barbaric. It is barbaric. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so how long have you been um, doing readings at, at the, in Costa Rica? Probably since about 1980. Oh, okay. So. Why, why did you leave nursing? I mean, were you able to pick up things inadvertently on your patients? Was that... Um, I tried... Because I had been doing it so long, on, you know, sometimes you try to block it off so that you're mm -hmm. not, you know, that's not overwhelming you all day. But when you're working something that's serious, like a cardiac arrest or something, then you usually pick up on the patient on when, you know, if they want to cross over, if they don't want to cross over, if their family members are there. Hmm. Yeah. That must have been weird. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, Did you ever help? You could see you're working with someone like in a cardiac arrest and you can kind of there's been you know several more than several occasions where i saw you know the the spirit is already like they're leaving the room they've already uh -huh. left the body and here we are we're still you know doing chest compressions and putting medicine in and everything and it's to no use you know the spirit wants to cross over and they've gone already did you ever tell a doctor that <laughs> um no yeah. <laughs> Only wise. So here's a question for you, Kathy. Uh, have do you know if any of the the spiritualists from the camp have ever come over and gotten a reading from you? <laughs> um, yes, a couple of them have come over here before, and I've had people from the hotel come over. I've had people from the other businesses come over, and I've had people also some men as well as women too that wanted to come here and they wanted to work you know after getting mm. a reading oh yeah you mean work out of your building yes yes that they'd rather you know like when they see how we do it here they would rather come here uh, yeah. uh. that's pretty cool yeah. now do you think that hotel is haunted yes <laughs> i do too yeah we've we've yeah. had a couple of experiences there so I think George Colby, who originally started the hotel, I think mm -hmm. he's still hanging around at times. I wouldn't doubt it. Because yeah, he was so drawn to this area and so drawn, you know, to put the hotel there and to start a spiritualist, you know, center here. So I think, I feel as though he still comes back because this was a big part of his work here. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the thing, that, what I find odd is that the hotel is not part of the spiritualist community. Yeah, that is. No, that's, that's, you know, that's always been a big conflict, a big political conflict, because what happened is the, the hotel in its lifetime that I've been around here, I mean, it's once been a nursing home. It was a, it was a, like a nightclub once where they had big <laughs> band shows there and stuff. Oh, and huh. it, it, yeah, it was a pool hall once. It's been all different <laughs> kinds of things. Weird. Yeah, that's a pool hall. But then when these. 
people probably back in the mid-'80s started doing readings and started, you know, um, remodeling and refurbishing it towards readings or whatever, the camp really took a negative um, stance on that and mm-hmm. tried to do everything they could to stop that. So, wow. I mean, you, you know, there was no reason for that because people come here and you can't force people where to go or what to do or whatever. Right. They're going to come and they need to go where they're led, you know, so they can get the best possible reading if they're coming for a reading, um, healing or whatever they come here for. So there's no need for, you know, to try to undermine somebody. Right. But yeah, in the sure. end, they gave up because, you know, the hotel is big business now. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been their business. I mean, they should have uh, somehow. They should have invested in their own properties and stuff instead, instead of, you know, like mind your own business. Yeah. Instead of, you know, trying to control what the hotel does. Right. Well, who's on the spiritualist board? The people who live there? The people that live there, before they had um, a group of older people that they were on it for like, 20 years and they've had like a lot of controversy there too they've had they've had people that's come in that got to be the president or the ceo of the camp or whatever and several people have like stolen all the money out of the checking account and disappeared so then they go trying to look for the person then they get another board in you know, which is only three or four people, and mm-hmm. they're the ones who's making all the rules and regulations for all of them back there. And they, one of their regulations was when in the 80s and in the 90s for Halloween, they had the whole place closed down. They uh-huh. had barricades put up, all of their Word. signs, everything. And then really? the hotel started... Yeah, you couldn't even go there. They hired a security guard, everything. Then God. the hotel came, and they started doing haunted shows there and (laughs) haunted houses there and everything and they got hundreds of people coming here and after the camp saw that they went ahead and they started opening up and doing the same thing now yeah right they have crazy yeah ghost tours and uh orb tours yes yes yes. yeah they've expanded some that direction one of the most uh unusual things you did for us is when, after we'd written Aliens in the Backyard uh, about synchronicity, UFOs, and abductions, you, we got a vial of holy water from one of the men in Canada who had been, who really launched, whose story launched that book. So I, we brought it to you to read without telling you what it was. And you, you thought it was a vial of urine. <laughs> this is your nursing background. <laughs> now, how... How, how the heck did you read that thing? <laughs> I thought I just got some great big energy on that, that the person that gave it to you wanted you to have a piece of them, of them, like with you and also for you to get energy and work off of that. So that's why I think they didn't think of it as a like a gross thing or anything. Uh-huh. They just thought it you would have like a like a part of them that would like live on. Yeah. yeah, well, he'd been carrying that holy water around ever since for, his for experience. Year, for, yeah, for a year. Yeah, for a year by the time he sent it to us because he was so frightened from the uh, experience he had there. I remember asking you at the time, well, what was the purpose of his abduction? And you said it was for fun. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> so this is fun. <laughs> 
for entertainment. Enter yeah, for entertainment. Yeah, that entertainment, was it. That was yeah, it. that's yeah. what I think. I think it was from people on the other side for like for entertainment. Yeah. Huh. Because not, I believe like not every being you know in this universe has a malicious intent right. like a lot of people here. You see, you know, it's uh-huh. just a pure soul. So it was more for entertainment. Well, hmm. They were there for some particular reason, not related to him, out in this farmer's field. And, uh, they had these uh, like uh, nine or ten beams of uh, colored light that were coming down from the craft above to the ground. And there was this swirling <clears throat> energy. He was just fascinated watching and he woke up his wife and she came out. And, uh, and that was when... Uh, things got strange when uh, a craft came in right into the backyard, like a, uh, a disc-shaped craft standing on end. Uh, like a coin. Like a coin standing on end, coming in uh, between his uh, weeping willow tree in the house. And then he, uh, he, he, reached, he had, his dog was outside, and he turns to reach for his dog, and the dog is color, covered in this golden light. And that was the last thing he remembered. The next thing he knows, he's standing and taking a shower, and his Noah and his wife is sound asleep. And, uh, that really. I think I feel as though there was something buried on the site, and that's what what attracted them there. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, did Casadega lose a lot of visitors? Was it literally a ghost yes. town? That- Mm-hmm. Yes, in my whole time here in my life, I've never seen it like that. Even on a Saturday, like all week, even on a Saturday, not even one person here. Jeez. There was just nobody. It was literally a ghost town. Oh. And that yeah. went on for a couple months, two, three months. Now, do you think more recently the pandemic has now brought more clients than usual who are eager or maybe desperate <laughs> to learn about their futures? I, I think so, yes, because I think because of the pandemic, it's affected some people financially, emotionally, um, you know, in different aspects of their life. And they want to know, like, what direction should they move? A lot of people come in there asking about their jobs, about their living arrangements, their financial arrangements. Mm-hmm. So a yeah. lot of people, there's a lot of unknowns because 2020 is like a year that we've never seen before. Right. Mm-hmm. When's the pandemic going to end? <laughs> I don't I don't feel as though this virus is ever going to go away. It's going to be something like the flu that, you know, it's going to come back probably like in the winter months or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think within two years, I feel as though they're going to get it where it's more managed like the flu. A vaccine will come out and people can take the vaccine. And also, I think by then, I I believe I feel as though we'll kind of develop some kind of immunity um, towards it where it's not going to kill as many people as where right. it has been here. Yeah. Do you wear a mask now when I, you do readings now? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. How well, you, you've now, actually, I don't believe Trump is out of the woods yet, either. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. So, do do many people around Casadega wear a mask? I know that's uh, more of a Trump territory in Central Florida there. Well, you know something? That's what I found out. I I originally thought that people would want to do it for their health and their family well-being or whatever, but a lot of the people that don't want to wear a mask, it's a political thing. Yeah. You know, when this first started, they told me it's a hoax. There's no reason to wear a mask. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're arguing with a crazy person. It's just a waste <laughs> of time. Yeah, well, the president encouraged that uh, 
behavior yes, too. Yes, yes. And then you, I try to explain, you know, in the beginning to people, you know, it's to your benefit because you don't want to get sick. You don't want to bring it home to an elderly person or somebody with a compromised, you know, immune system that you should wear a mask. But there was just, you know, they had the, the political the side of it, and there was just no turning them around on that. So, yeah. And it still is to this day. It was yesterday, too. You know, even with the president in the hospital, <laughs> somebody told me, well, I've, I've never seen anybody with the corona. I haven't heard of anybody <laughs> with it. So they say there's no reason to wear a mask. Well, haven't you turned away clients who refuse to put on a mask when they come yes, in? Yes, if you don't have a mask on, you can't come in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that must make you popular, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, didn't you predict uh, Trump would get the virus? I think Chris said that. I remember yeah, you said, this, yeah. Yeah, back a few months ago, I really felt like he was, but I felt like he would have gotten it sooner than now, and I really didn't think that he was going to survive it either. Mm. So kind of mm. have to... Um, curious now to see how it all plays out yeah it seems to be leaving planning to leave the hospital tomorrow but how how can he do that if if he still has the virus and go on campaigns i mean then he's just a a super spreader i think some of it you know i've learned that i think some of this you have to wait until tomorrow because some of this is you know their their political um, showmanship from, from the white house that, you know, and then come tomorrow, you know, something else will come up. But, you know, like we had been speaking about, the White House has a, a place there that's just like a hospital that he could possibly stay mm-hmm. there. Right, but I yeah. don't think he's leaving the hospital soon, though. Hmm. Yeah, they definitely changed their tune on uh, what what's going on by the hour. Now, do, what about the vaccine? Do you think there will be a safe vaccine? I think so, but I think it's going to take about two years. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't feel as though anything is safe right now. I feel as though even the things that they've given him, I don't feel as though that's a hundred percent safe either. It was kind of foolish to do that to for whoever gave him the the medication because all of that I feel as though still has some side effects that could do him in besides the virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about this from Desivir? Are you familiar with that? As an earth. Yes. Yes. I'm a little bit familiar with it, but that's still in clinical trials. So, I mean, I, you know, most clinical trials on medication takes years. Uh-huh. And here they just started the clinical trials this year. So, I mean, they're they're kind of pushing things by by wanting people to take this stuff like now. Because you, you don't know. Look at these other people that's taken it and it's gotten major spinal infections right. because uh-huh. of it. Yeah. There's... Yeah, there's no way. I would tell anybody not to take any kind of vaccine now. You need to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and historically that has been the case. Uh, with the polio vaccine, a lot of people got polio by taking the vaccine in the early days of it uh, before it was yes. perfect. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then why why would you want to, like, damage your heart or another organ or right. liver or something by taking something that's not proven yet to be effective? Yeah. Um. What I mean is there, is there a bigger picture, you know, a spiritual picture to all this with the with this pandemic? I believe that it's. I believe too. I think it's God's kind of putting his his 
his hand into it a little bit, because if you look at, uh, you know, the world and what's going on, some of the stuff is not good. I mean, when you look at North Korea, if you look at Iran, if you look at China, right. Russia, the United States, there's just like a lot of crazy things going on. So I think maybe God is trying to set a reset button here with the coronavirus. There is also some improvement in the environment uh, as well when everybody was in, the in lockdown. quarantine, locked down for you know, several weeks. Uh, that, that was noted. Yes, did you see the pollution in India and other yeah. places? You could actually see blue sky. And yeah. Himalayas. And the Himalayas, <laughs> yeah, they, which they haven't yes, seen. Yes, yes. Yeah, so maybe it could help save our planet as well. Yeah. Now, Kathy, you do telephone readings, too, but uh, then you're not uh, doing psychometry with, in other words, holding an object. How does that work for you? It's more energy through the phone, and especially if the person has been here before, then you can pick up on them again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my brother does it, and he does it through people on the phone with tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he live in that house? He lives in the house, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, in the bigger cosmic picture, what's the purpose for Trump? <laughs> well, I mean, what are we supposed to learn? What are we supposed to understand as a country, a people, a democracy? I think what we're supposed to learn is, is that democracy is fleeting, and we've kind of, like, taken it for granted. And here you kind of have, like, the devil that's been <laughs> elected president. And this person could truly, if people wanted to go in that direction, enough people, um, I truly believe that if he gets reelected, our democracy is going to fail. I believe this is the end of democracy. He's going to go into an authoritarian regime. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's what I believe, and I believe democracy will never be like it was before. So I believe that's part of what we need to learn, and that things need to be changed. You know, if, if he's not elected, things need to be changed. Where, like with some of the laws and other things, where you just can't trample over the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah, if he's elected again, there's no stopping him. I mean, uh, he, no, he's, uh, no, 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 no. Well, okay, now that he has COVID, how does that change things? Or does it? <laughs> well, you know what I think? I think that now that he has COVID and he's been in the hospital, and also he's not dumb. He's reading the polls also that he's down in the polls. So I think he wants to come out of COVID showing that he's a superhero. Do you mm. see what I'm saying? That everything that Democrats are saying about the the disease process or whatever, that he overcame it and that he's showing that he can save the country and save all of us. That's a little scary. Mm -hmm. From yeah. I know. Ugh. Have you had, over the course of your time at Casa Dega, any unusual clients like famous people or deranged, dangerous <laughs> people come to see you? We've had famous people come in. I mean, I've made friends with some people because they've come back for readings for years. So, I mean, I've read for some of the Asian royalty. I've read for somebody in the royal family in England. Uh -huh. I've read for movie stars, several movie stars. I've read for um, sports people, you uh -huh. know, throughout the years. And then also, you know, we meet all kinds of people and all kinds of people have come through here. Now, there have been some like crazy deranged people that you don't know they're that crazy or whatever until a little bit later. But, you know, like 
you could easily have like us we had a stalker on us once and the guy was just crazy nuts or whatever you know he would he would break into my emails you know after emails started from his place of work and he had a big position in the government and he would, you know, to send me, because I was kind of blowing him off, I didn't want to do readings for him anymore. He was coming here too often. He wanted to come just about every day or wanted me to read for him every day. And I said no. So I was blowing him off. So he was so insistent. He was breaking in on my emails and stuff. And then he was just showing up here, like, all the time. So I had to contact the police, but that was kind of like a an awakening for me. That was about 15 mm-hmm. years ago. So now, you know, before I was pretty free willing with giving out my phone number and stuff and calling people back and stuff. So I kind of put some boundaries on that uh-huh. because you just never know, you know, like, you know, what people are going to do. And well, your husband's a policeman too. So, I mean, did he get involved in that? He, he did in a way he, he told I didn't really want to get him that involved in it because he would have come here and body slammed the guy and put him <laughs> in handcuffs or whatever. And I was like, I think that's going to escalate the situation. <laughs> so um, I had to go to the police, and we got a restraining order on this guy, and I had to change my email accounts like numerous times because of him, which was very annoying because mm-hmm. I'm not a teenager. you know, I'm not up on all the, <laughs> you know, all the stuff to do that. But eventually, after I got the police involved a couple times, and I got it where, because he had a government job, I was I I finally said that was it, and I was going after his job. I told him I'm going to have you fired. They need to know that you are an absolute lunatic. <laughs> and did he, and then did he, he leave kind, you along? He kind of he he backed off. But then, like, about two years later, he tried coming back and then coming back again. And I I put my foot down, and I told him, no, I told you, you know, you're not allowed to come here anymore. No more readings for you. Go someplace else, you know. I can't have you coming here and being on the crazy train. So you've had a lot of unusual experiences, interesting experiences, and you're uh, you're working in a very unusual place. There's no place quite like uh, Casadega, Florida. In Florida, or uh, I think there's another... Maybe New York. New York, there is a a sister community. Uh, But there's Sedona as well. Have you been to Sedona? Yeah, we've been to Sedona. You think it's... I mean, is it developing? Sedona, I think... Yeah, it's... They're kind of building it up. They're kind of getting, you know, to be something like a Casadega. Right, yeah. In terms of spiritualism? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought of, considering all of that, have you ever thought of writing a book about your time in Casadega? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about doing that when I was in my 20s, 30s, that I should because of all the, the people that I've met and I've talked to and, and the crazy stuff in, in their <laughs> lives. Yeah. Famous people, things in their lives kind of change the names and stuff or whatever. Right. But then you know how life is—you get busy, you know. Because <laughs> this has always been before like a side, a side gig for me. Uh-huh. I, I had to have a real job because you know we all have mortgages and car payments and stuff right. to make or whatever. So yeah. this was kind of a side venture that I always participated in until I retired. Right. But then you know you lose track of time or whatever. But I always thought I should have or could have written a book because people would not have believed it. <laughs> <laughs> you still should, Kathy. That'd be great. You, you've you been there longer than probably 
most of the psychics yeah, in the camp. Right, uh, 40 years. Uh, you know, you've, yeah, uh, 40. my brother and I have been here 40-plus years. Yeah, wow. that's, that's amazing. That Plus, is. your mother was there before. Uh, before. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, the bottom line question here, a prediction, who wins the presidential election? I know that's loaded, but... I believe Biden is going to win it. Please be right. I strongly believe that he's going to win it. I also believe within the next couple weeks, two, three weeks, you're going to see a surprise that the Russians are going to throw something out there to try to throw it towards Mm. Trump, because I believe Putin is, I feel as though he's a little nervous now. Yeah. Hmm. What about after? You know, you have to understand, too, um, Trump has really elevated Russia. Right in their standing in the world. He's he's elevated them. And now to get another president who's who's on to Russia and puts them back in their place, mm-hmm. he's not really going to be happy with that. Even though Putin has, you know, millions and millions of dollars because of what he's done to his people. But I also believe if Putin was smart, he would look at Trump and say, you know, karma has gotten Trump. And karma is eventually going to get Putin as well. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's stolen so much yeah. money. He's one of the richest uh, people in the world. You know. Yes, and those are hardworking people's money. Not only that, the poisonings and the killings that he's yeah. done. Yeah. Karma is going to go back and get him, and they're going to get him good. Yeah, um, Moscow is nice, but you go outside of Moscow, it's like going outside of Havana. You know, it's a uh, third world country. It's, uh, it's yeah. third world and your safety as well. It's just yeah. not safe traveling there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, when do you think these travel restrictions, like to foreign countries, will be lifted? Or will they? I don't see that. Well, I don't really see that lifted until next year as well. Mm-hmm. What about after the election? I mean, there's... It's, you know, there's yeah, in that six talk. weeks or whatever before yeah. Inauguration Day. Now, I believe also, I think our most dangerous time... Now, we've had... We've had a dangerous time since we've had, I feel, since we've had Trump elected, but I feel as though the most dangerous time is yet to come from the election until January. Because I feel as though he can do a lot of damage because he's all about money. Not only that, if you think Trump is dangerous, his son-in-law is just as dangerous. I don't feel as though people are aware of that. But I feel as though the son-in-law is almost like the devil reincarnated there because he's young and he's just as money-hungry and power-hungry as Trump is. Hmm. Do you, let's say Biden wins, do you see Trump leaving the White House willingly, or is it going to have to be removed? I believe he's going to leave willingly, because I think that in the beginning he might, you know, say things or whatever, but I think in the end he's going to see that that's going to be uh, a big embarrassment for him if he doesn't want to leave, because I believe they'll get the army or something like that, almost like an eviction proceeding to Uh get him out. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I was just going to ask John if he had any questions for Kathy. Um, yeah, I think y'all have covered it. I mean, it's all good <laughs> stuff. Yep. Yeah. Last time Kathy was on, didn't she uh, do a prediction for you? Did she? Was she the one who said you were going to get a dog? Was that Kathy? I think it might have been Heather. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else. Okay. But you got a yeah. dog, right? No. No, you haven't. Okay. one. 
Yeah, I, 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 I attempted to, and uh, but uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't pan out. So, uh, uh, so far, start looking unfulfilled. Yeah, <laughs> still working on that one. It'll happen yeah. eventually. It's, it is inevitable. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I had another question, Kathy. If, okay, so let's say Biden wins, Trump leaves the White House. Do you ever see him in prison? Yes. You do? Oh, okay. Yes. For the Southern District of New York? I also see as though a a couple of his family members will be joining him there. Jeez. Good. That would would be surprising to me that uh, a president goes to jail, but you never know. What about Pence? (laughs) I mean, in some of these things, he's complicit. But I think I think what's going to happen when Trump doesn't have the power, I think I think Pence will roll on him. Hmm. See what I'm saying to save his own neck or whatever. Uh-huh. But also, I think some of the stuff that Trump has done with money laundering, with with Russia and Deutsche Bank and other stuff, I think his daughter is very much so involved in that more so than what mm-hmm. you think. So I feel as though she might be the one also who goes to prison. Wow. Hmm. Now, what about William Barr? Is he going to be <laughs> impeached? He will be disbarred. <laughs> will it? Okay. Yeah. I don't understand yeah, why I they haven't disbarred him. Yeah. I think the, all these uh, government agencies that have been kind of overthrown by Trump's appointees, so they're not actually doing what they've. Yeah, like the to CDC. Be. Yeah. And, you know, some of the. Other ones too, Secretary of State, uh, State uh, Office, the Secretary and, of State, the Department of Justice, uh, all yeah, these other things. Yeah, that's the kind EPA, of EPA. Yeah, the EPA. All I think it's going to go back to the way it, sh- you know, the way it should be. But I also feel as though there's, you're going to see too after this election, the Republican Party is basically going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what. That's I'm, a good point. Yeah. yeah. What about all these conspiracies? Uh, you know, there's that's one of the things that the internet has just spawned, uh, and uh, the Russians have uh, been involved in that too. There's just so Facebook many different helped. things that for a while, you know, I was it seemed like every other day somebody was sending me something about uh, some anti vax uh, thing, uh, or and child then, porn or something else, yeah, yeah and that. Uh, you know, just uh, crazy stuff. QAnon, QAnon and, stuff. And you know, and people seems like there's a lot of people who just uh, buy into that, and they they you know they tell you do your research. But these are also people who who don't believe in the media, so they don't do any normal <laughs> research of uh, like you know watching the news with CNN or. Uh, but you, you know the biggest the biggest problem with that, and I think that's going to come into play too. Where karma is going to come into play is Fox News. Yeah, because yeah. Fox News is the biggest contributor to that. People, you know, there's some people that are right wing people that 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 only watch Fox News and they don't yeah. do their due diligence. And Fox News spreads a lot of this conspiracy, crazy stuff or whatever. I've spoken to people here who, in a reading, and they're college-educated, 
financially very successful people, millionaires, whatever, and they're telling me about child porn and pizza shops and Hillary <laughs> right. kidnapping kids and doing. And I tell them, I say, so you are absolutely nuts. And I go, do you realize how stupid you look? And I go, none of this is true. You need to do your due diligence. And I try to show them on, you know, on on the internet and stuff that this is not true. None of this is true. And you truly look stupid, you know, and you cannot believe this. Don't be Republican. Don't be Democrat. Do your due diligence, you know, mm. be, be a person. You see what I'm saying? Cause right. it's your beliefs, the way you're going to live your life. And they, there's no getting them off that. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Do you but pick I, up? I'm I sorry. Think once, I'm sorry, I think once the election is over, when they disprove some of this and show some of the crimes for real, and they have the proof there, what Trump has done and what some of his family and the Republicans are in this, mm-hmm. too. And I'm not saying all the Republicans, but the Republicans that are tied to the White House that are there on a daily basis or whatever, right. and they're only doing it for money, is because they're lining their pockets with a lot, a lot of money. So when yeah. this all comes out, you'll be able to change some of the people's minds on this conspiracy theory. But some of the people know they're just some of this is just going to keep going. Do you get do you pick up any information about the ultimate cost in human life from this pandemic, like in the United States? I believe that it's whatever they're saying, it's five times what they're saying. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And that's a shame. But what they're doing is they're trying to hide the numbers because mm-hmm. I feel as though they don't want the people to really know. That's why I'm so vigilant on people wearing masks, because whatever numbers they're showing you, they're skewing it. They're changing it to the death is by pneumonia or old right. age or this or whatever, because they don't want to show what the coronavirus is truly about. When right. it, it's, it's very lethal, it's very dangerous, you have to be careful. So yeah. I think it's probably five times what they're showing. Yeah, because if somebody has uh, cancer and then they get the virus, it's the virus that killed them. It's just like, you know, if uh, you had cancer and you're attacked by a bear, uh, the bear killed you, <laughs> not the cancer. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing with these older people that are dying in the nursing homes. They're saying that they're dying of natural causes when the whole uh-huh. nursing home was infested with COVID, and that's what they all died of. But yeah. they're saying natural causes because they're in their 70s and 80s. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that DeSantis, our governor, has really mishandled this whole thing in Florida. Just exactly, as badly as Trump exactly. Yeah. I mean, he closed too late. He opened too soon. Never had a mask mandate, you know. Because he's not working for the people either. He's not working for the good of the people. He's working for his own good. He's looking for his political aspirations. Mm-hmm. With he needs he needs the the endorsement of Trump. So whatever Trump tells him to do, that's what he's doing. And he doesn't give a rat's ass about the rest of us. That's basically yeah. what it is. But I also feel as though he's going to be a one-term governor. Good. What, um, I mean, the fact that, that Trump, you know, back in February stood up there and called it a hoax, that really set the tone for everything. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah, for the mishandling of the pandemic. Yes, yes. But that it was made up. 
A lot of people told me it was made up, and I said it's not made up. And I go, do you think then, if you think it's made up, do you think China's in on this, Italy's in on this? Do you think New York City is in on this? We're all in on it, you know, that we're going to play it a big hoax or whatever. I tell people, like, be serious. I mean, some of these pictures and videos you've seen, you know, I mean, how can that all be a hoax? Yeah, it's not a hoax. There's no way it's not a hoax. And you can see now Trump's got it. So does he have the hoax now? (laughs) Yeah, right. So after the the debate that uh, went, most people feel went went horribly, that wasn't actually a debate. The new polls came out and uh, they've uh, looked pretty devastating for Trump. Uh, But now that he has COVID, usually when if uh, a leader is sick and then recovers, he, he might get a kind of a bump. A, a bit, pity vote. A pity bump. A sympathy but, bump, yeah. Sympathy yeah. bump. But yet, you got to look at the bigger picture that he was saying saying all along, you know, it's karma, basically, what happened to him. Because he was saying all along, it's like we're talking about, it's fake, It's uh, you don't have to wear a mask, so... It's, uh, it's but hard. I don't think he, I don't feel as though he'll get a bump from this because what you're talking here, life and death, and people are going right. to realize, you know, like you've put our life in danger because yeah. we, you know, it's for real, and you've just kind of been blowing us off, so you kind of get what you deserve. Yeah. But the thing, what I don't understand is, the people fall so seem to fall so easily into the into believing the lies. I mean, are Americans really? as gullible as they seem to be. I mean, it's it's kind of sad. It's it's like a cult. Is what yeah. It, it, it's it, like a cult, yeah. And pe- you know what it is? People are lazy. They don't do their due diligence. It's like, go look it up. Do some research. And mm-hmm. you don't have to do hours and hours. Just read a little, and you can, you can see what's going to happen. Also, but I wanted to tell you also, if, if, like, let's say a Chris Christie or a Rudy... Giuliani dies before the election, yeah. then it it'll be a landslide. Hmm. Yeah, I got the feeling that there'll be at least one. Do you think Trump will pass? I always thought that he was going to pass. I thought he would pass by now because of it. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I still feel as though even though they say he's going to be discharged tomorrow, I don't <laughs> believe that. I feel as though he's going to get a lot sicker here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think- oh wow. I mean, we should talk to you after election day. <laughs> <laughs> Either that we're going to have a party or we're going to all be crying. <laughs> it was great talking oh my to you. Yes. We're hoping to come up to Casa Dega on the 23rd, Kathy, so i got to text you about an appointment. <laughs> okay, I'll be here. Okay. Oh, this has been great. Thank you so much. We just... And please oh, go thank write you, your thank book. you. Please go write your book. <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. John, you have anything else you want to ask Kathy? Well, I was just going to, if she wanted to throw anything out as far as how people can get in touch with her. Yeah. Sure. We're right across the street from the hotel here on in Casadega. You can't miss us. We're behind the post office. Our phone number is 386-228-0389. And, John, you have a gentleman around you. He's been around you for a while kind of coming and going an older gentleman but he really really in the past year has really wanted to like look over you in a way he's been your biggest cheerleader this past year 
but yeah. he knows you're going to have a great next year. And and that that was that was the focus of the uh, the reading last time. So yeah, and I think we and he I confirmed think we, it with his relatives. Yeah, I think I think we uh, figured out that that was uh, my my granddad on my uh, mother's side. So yeah. Well, he's still around you because you got a big year coming up for you next year. It's it's got to get better. Boy. <laughs> 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 Well, Kathy, you stay safe and make everybody wear masks before they come into your house. Thank you, you guys, too. Thank you for the time. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical. Join the Mystical Underground next week for a conversation with American psychic Marla Freeze. It began in the heartland of America. My spiritual journey of love, loss, joy, and forgiveness with devastating secrets. A voice, a presence, saved my life in an accident with my horse. I began to trust that voice of spirit. But my life changed with murder, mobsters, Hollywood heartthrobs, romance, and mayhem. Acting became a lifeline to healing. But that career was ripped away and replaced by my true calling, psychic awareness, visions and messages from deceased loved ones were all part of it. From a point of faith. From the heartland to Hollywood, heaven and beyond. American Psychic, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Simon & Schuster.